Well, good morning, good day, good evening. It's Monday. It is May 2nd. It is 2022, and this is my second take on the audio after 8 million takes on the video. Apparently, content does not want to be delivered today. But we're going to take a deep breath and we're going to dive in because if you've watched the video or you haven't watched the video, the point of today's podcast is really talking about predictions, plans, and a personal update. Now, on the video, I did predictions first and personal last. I'm going to reverse that with you because the point of this audio is actually to dive way deeper into the important stuff which is not me. So the short version of the personal, which I think most of you know, is, uh, you know, I've just been having some pretty serious uh, health issues, which have wildly impacted my energy. Uh, Part of the trade-off for me in terms of surviving in this way is that I have been able to trade work for uh, lodging and even a little bit of food on occasion. Uh, I don't have the energy to work for lodging, so uh, in the space of a week, you know how these things happen, and I am wildly appreciative of everybody who has donated or given me any kind of support over the years. Uh, but for various reasons, known and unknown, not just on Patreon, but on another source that I had that was a pretty important one, about half my monthly income just went away, and my expenses doubled when I moved over here because I am paying rent for the use of utilities to park. Uh, but the worst part is the driving because it's just $20 to walk, drive off the property. It's over $40 to go get food. And so uh, it's my expenses have gone way up. My income just went way down. And so here we are. And so I don't like to ask for money. So my plan is to just pitch that once a month at the first podcast of the month. Uh, There will be links within the written portion. Uh, I appreciate all of you who are paid subscribers here over at Substack. Uh, It's $5 a month. I get four of that after uh, things are taken out. Patreon, which is a monthly amount, if anybody wants to do that. But what I think is the bigger issue is that we're in such a precarious situation. Uh, I've set up a page on a website, on my website, uh, for one-time donations because I know I never know how much money I'm going to have month to month. So those are, that's an easier way for me to do things because if I have extra, then I can uh, have some discretionary income. When I don't have extra, I have to, uh, you know, tighten my belt. So, uh, I'm going to do that once a month, even though I hate having to ask for money and I hate needing money. Uh, I've also am making this decision in my own mind is I'm trying to make a switch. So uh, it's always been difficult for me to understand if people are trying to support me personally or if they're supporting the ideas and the information. And so one of the things I have been doing is I've been riding that fence for a long time, but I had a really interesting experience this, uh, the other day, this weekend, and it just clarified it so clearly for me about what I need to do. So I want to share that story with you. Uh, then I want to talk about, you know, this, the details about how we're going to move forward and why I'm going to move forward with you. And then I'm going to talk about the bigger picture stuff. And so the story was, you know, I have a friend that I talked to. I actually only have one friend that I actually talked to. And I knew her when I was 
losing my house. And so I did, she and I didn't know each other that well, but she was the only other person I knew who'd already been through uh, the foreclosure process. And so because I was such a good little girl and I had always paid all my bills, but I spent all my money trying to follow the rules and do the right thing only to end up losing absolutely everything. I mean every ounce of retirement, every ounce of savings, and every asset that I had. And so uh, she was the only person I knew that had been through that process ahead of me. And so I was so grateful to be able to ask her questions, but also because she understood what the experience was like. And so we didn't know each other that long because I left shortly after that, but it was really, you know, the friendship wasn't very strong. It was more of a guide and a way to vent and a way to feel sane and understand. And so uh, when I left, I didn't talk to her for a really long time. And then, I guess it's been over a year now, uh, we started to talk again. And I had found out that she'd had an extremely serious in, in illness. She'd gotten down to almost 50 pounds. She's a little tiny thing. So she disappeared for a long time because she was having her own things happen. But at this point, you know, we've just been more friends on an equal basis. And she was telling me about some guy that she's run across who was just the new end-all be-all, how smart he was, how intellectual he was, how he had all the answers, and it was on and on and on and on, and how I needed to listen to him. And just from, you know, the tone of her voice, it was like almost militant, right? And I said, you know, I would be interested, but I doubt he's the right person for me. And she got super defensive and she couldn't stop talking about how great he was because she needed to be right. Uh, and how I could not possibly know the things he knew because I hadn't spent 25 years in prison reading books. Well, you know, I've spent over 40 years reading books, having a incredibly wildly varied life with the sole purpose of trying to understand what the truth is. And so she doesn't know that and can't see that because she's my friend and she only sees me as stuff that we talk about which is stuff we both have in common uh, and she can't hear anything that I know because she's not ready to hear anything I know and that's such an important point so if you hear anything about anything we talk about today you cannot hear truth or an idea until you're ready to hear that truth or idea and you almost never can take it in from a friend and we know that right Jesus talks about you know you cannot be a prophet in your own community uh, you know Siddhartha had to run away from home the Buddha in order to really develop his process and I had to do the same thing. I had to leave everyone and everything and devote myself to ideas that nobody else is interested in. And what people don't understand is ideas and information of the world, they stop being verbal and they become abstract and you can't really talk about them anymore. And that's where experience comes in. And 
you can't understand things until you really have had the experience. An intellectual, mental understanding of an idea means nothing. Now, the second half of that conversation, after I said 15 times in a row to get her to stop talking, I don't want to know about him, I don't want to talk about him, is we got to shift focus into a video I had watched about it's in Costa Rica. It's actually part of the Netflix documentary Dogs series. Uh, I, I didn't have any interest in watching it, but my mom likes it. So it's we don't have much to talk about. We can talk about movies and TV shows. So I watched the one that was on the dog sanctuary in Costa Rica. And it's this couple who are on a 300 plus acre farm in this beautiful lush Costa Rica, right? Who, I think the woman is American and the man is from Costa Rica, but uh, she had this idea for a dog sanctuary at 100 dogs, then it was 200 dogs, and then Costa Rica passed a law that said uh, anybody who didn't take care of their dog could be fined for neglect and it was just a simple judgment call there was no parameters so people panicked and everybody dumped their dogs on the street Costa Rica has at the time of this documentary over two million dogs on the street running loose this couple at the time of this documentary was up to 1,200 dogs. They were so out of control on the property that they stopped putting them in shelters or pens and just opened the doors. And there's probably, there's five or six people who help. Uh, and so there's this awesome footage of them uh, running around and, you know, leading the dogs because of the, the, the joy of drones. I will try to put a, a YouTube video in the uh, notes for this podcast. It's just an amazing process. But what was so interesting about our conversation was the radical shift in her energy from being militant and defensive to being a friend, heart open, back and forth communication, where we were talking about something that we both valued. And what we both valued was this idea that people would devote themselves to doing this amazing work under tremendous hardship the finances alone of trying to feed these dogs the guy says you know he he only ever has money for six days of food and he's always in debt and you know and then at some point they call the police on mistreatment because the dogs are in horrible shape when they show up to the sanctuary and they do the best they can but there's 1200 dogs and it's not like they have millions and millions of dollars. They're just trying to do the right thing. And that's what we are like. We want to kill the messenger. We don't like the truth. We don't like people who are trying to do the right thing. And we certainly don't like to support those who are doing the hard thing. Because for some reason, we just are super resistant. And that really brings me to what do I have to offer you? And I have loved some of your comments. Your comments the last few days or few podcasts have been awesome. And what they've really shown me is if I cover a talk topic that's controversial or provocative or if I provoke an idea, what shows me is that you're really thinking about it, which is one awesome and two, you all have wildly different points of views, and that's awesome too. And so now that I'm finally getting a little bit of stability, you know, in terms of me being able to be here and starting to set up some systems, you know, my plan is to get more 
practical and productive in a functional way. I'm still, you know, far away from having everything set, but I'm finally, let's just say I can finally walk from the front of the trailer to the back of the trailer. I still trip because there's too much crap on the floor. But my goal is to really, you know, build in systems and to get more serious about what I'm doing with you here. And this is going to be my main platform, Substack. I really, really like it. And uh, I really like uh, this idea of what I've been calling the art of containment. But I'm changing the content of that a little bit to what I'm calling focus and energy. Because the two pieces that I see that are wildly missing out in this world is not what's happening or why it's happening. We have an obsessive compulsive focus now on gathering information. But information gathered has zero value if we don't do anything with it. So I think the most powerful thing I can help you do is how to process the emotional, intellectual overwhelm of all this information. Because a lot of it is extremely difficult. This, uh, you know, watching hungry dogs that are in terrible shape is heart-wrenching. And yet at the same time, you know, these people are doing something that's amazing, but you know, at the end of the documentary, he's like, I, we're shutting down. We can't take any more dogs. And he's like, but what happens to all the other dogs once we get calls? I mean, it's just heart-wrenching. Uh, I was listening to someone talk about video uh, on the border, where on the Mexican-Texas border, where they're drugging the babies and the children. Because, you know, you can get across the border with as a quote-unquote a family. And they're I'm glad I didn't see the video, but the video was of these drugged out children just lying around, passed out, and these children are passed from person to person. You know, some of them are abused. God only knows who whose their parents are, but they are repeatedly by the Border Patrol seen as coming across again and again because they're they're a way, they're an object that the cartels use to traffic people across the border. Now these kinds of, of information, this is why truth is dangerous. To know this is dangerous to our sanity and to our emotional health. To know this as a, uh, as a thing that's happening out in the world is dangerous to people who are dangerous, right? The cartels don't want to stop the trafficking. The politicians don't want to stop the income that they're generating and the votes they're collecting because they don't care. And the idea that all these people don't care enough about human life or any life is emotionally devastating. Now, on top of that, you know, people are losing their homes, they're losing their jobs, they're losing their health. Uh, we're losing any sense of security or stability. We're losing uh, our retirements uh, like I did. You know, we're losing everything that makes us feel relatively comfortable and safe. And so, you know, I've spent the last 10 years plus now learning how to be uncomfortable <laughs> and sort of safe by being self-sufficient, but it's, it's a difficult process, and most people have not fully entered into it, but it's coming at us like a tidal wave, and it really is all about making the decision. Do we ride the tsunami slash tidal wave, or do we get crushed by it? 
And the, two, the, the most important way I see to not be crushed is the power of our focus. We have to have the skills to focus us. Not, I'm not telling you what to focus on. I'm, I'm talking about the skill set to focus within whatever's happening to us, physically, mentally, emotionally, or spiritually, and then the energy that follows. And right now we're being manipulated in both our focus and an energy by external sources that are trying to capture this process so that they can control the outcome. And the only way we can take that back is to decide we want to be in control of our focus, that we want to own and take responsibility for our focus and our energy. And that to me is the art. It's really the power of containment. It's how you get through. It doesn't mean that you're safe. It doesn't mean that you get a perfect life and a perfect relationship and a perfect body and a perfect future. It means that you're learning how to play by the rules of the game. And that's one of the great disappointing truths is you're not here to win. You're not here to be successful and comfortable and safe and protected in a bubble. Nothing in nature does that. Only man or human tries to to create that. But our fear of not being safe, of not being comfortable, is what throws us into chaos. And so external for what we perceive as external forces captures that chaos for us with the promise of security and comfort. But the price is absolute control. And so what's happening and why it's happening is interesting. It's helpful. I like to know. I've spent most of my life trying to figure it all out. But it isn't necessary. How we manage our focus and how we manage our energy, that is the key to the game. It's through processing the emotions of what's happening and what we're afraid of And then it's really capturing our ability to focus on what we want in the future and not get strung or tied down to the chaos of the present or get lost in the wishfulness of the past. And what I don't see and hear enough of is people actively focusing their ideas and imagination on the kind of future they want to create. You know who's really good at that? is the cabal of evil, right? If you look at their videos, if you listen to Klaus Schwab talk about the great narrative, their whole plans, they have everything written down, is about the future they want to create. And they have committed hundreds, if not thousands, if not millions of years to this process. Most of us can't even focus, you know, for 15 minutes, right, about, I know, like for me, I get distracted and off and running. One of the rules of the game is that the creative energy doesn't, it's impersonal. It's not just only doing good stuff. You can be harnessed with our focus for good or evil. It doesn't matter. the, The process is neutral. It's impersonal. And so, you know, people who are waiting for, some God to intervene while not doing any of the work within themselves are missing the boat. And so my plan is to really spend that time with you here on how we focus 
and on how we use our energy because the more contained we are the more uh, the easier it is going to be to get through all this but I can't promise you you'll be safe or comfortable the other pieces of the pie are the who the where and the when and that's really just all about you you know who we choose to be where we choose to be it and when we choose to do the things we want to do or when the things you know at different stages of our life you know different things are important that's all a very personal world but our shared process is in what's happening why it's happening and how we respond to what's happening and I would go so far as to say that we need to move off of responding to what's happening and get in front of it deciding what we want to do who we want to be where we want to be when we want to do it and what we're going to do and why we're going to do it and that all comes under the umbrella of how and it's the one thing people hate doing the most because it is all about personal responsibility and so this would be the point where everybody clicks the video or the audio off and just goes on their merry way because it's fun to hear predictions it's fun to hear reports it's fun and I say fun as it is in stimulating distracting um, it's it's so much easier to observe than to take your power back to focus and to do the work and the reason why this is important to me uh, is that I am pooping out uh, I feel like between what's going on out in the world uh, I'm lucky if I've got six months to go here to get what I'm calling my own healing uh, you know as I shared in the video and I've shared with you in the past you know my issues are getting complicated my energy is extremely limited uh, my dog is not doing well uh, his health problems are impacting my problems uh, and I was able to with the last of uh, you know some of the money that I've had uh, and now I have access to a, a little bit of a freezer uh, I was able to get you know enough food for us to do a really healthy regimen for the next two months uh, and then I probably have enough if like if all food supplies stopped today uh, I could probably you know eke out six months just me and him but I don't know what the future holds and so in order to stay sane I am shifting my focus into accepting that we are in the war we are in the crucible we are in the deconstruction zone things are never going back supplies will never be the same and so when I did this last shopping trip for me I made the mental shift that that was it you know I don't have the money to go buy things the way I was able to buy you know some food before I used to be able to buy enough you know extra and to eat and buy a little bit of extra and I can't I don't have the money to do that anymore and so this is it so I am focusing now you know forward on how am I going to build systems here locally like what do I have access to I you know there's all kinds of stuff growing on the ground and I haven't been able to find anybody 
you know it's hard with the pictures online because they show you 60 different plants and I'm never 100% sure and I don't want to die from eating a plant so you know my focus is on what's available up here what kind of food sources are up here how can I produce food uh, that was this, you know, the video or the audio I did, you know, I'm not a farmer, I'm a hunter, you know, that's really important for me to embrace the idea that I can't farm, I, you know, I'm already killing my plants, and they're not even in the ground yet. So uh, I need to take the realities of who I am, and what kind of systems can I put into place that will generate some kind of food for me. Uh, what do I have to trade? What do I have to barter? What do I have to sell? So, you know, my work here with you online is really going to be about the internal work of doing uh, the processing of what's happening to us and how to stay sane and how to stay focused so we can increase our energy in a positive way that fuels us versus drains us because the whole point of fear and stress and anger is to drain your energy from you uh, and I am down like I said I'm down to about 20% and it's not good and it makes me nervous but for the first time in over three years you know I have a little bit of hope as long as I don't have to get up and move right away that I have enough stability and I have enough access to a few things like electricity and sort of the internet that I can start to make progress versus I've just been on hold for over three years now. It's been extremely stressful. So I am focusing on my own healing so that I can recover my own energy. But energy is a lot of things. It's, inner, it's information, it's uh, resources. It's emotion. You know, emotion either fuels us or it drags us down. Uh, energy is money. Uh, energy is time. Uh, energy is how we feel. And, you know, I think we make things, the world becomes so complex. But at the end of the day, right, we just want to feel safe and we just want to feel good. Like anybody who's ever been sick, right, who wants to feel crappy? You know, when I have a bad day, I just like hold my breath and wait for it to pass. And it can be for one day. It could be for four days. It could be for four months. I don't know. Uh, but I do know I do better in spring. Uh, and so I am garnering all my resources to really focus on this idea of what healing means. That means, uh, you know, trying to get my food squared away uh, to get back into some kind of movement uh, you know all the human stuff you know I've talked with you guys about over the years grounding uh, getting a better sleep schedule uh, you know stretching I would love to set up some kind of sauna system I don't know if that's possible uh, the ice bath thing didn't work because a rat jumped in it was just gross so uh, I may try to figure out a way to do some cold because now I have at least access to water versus before I had to you know drag it, it was anyways it didn't work so all the things you know I've spent years months whatever talking to you guys about what it means to be human uh, that is my goal is to really spend this time while there's small amounts of systems still in place but at the same time I'm making that mental shift officially that the old world is gone 
Uh, I need to decide who I want to be and how I want to live and what I want to offer as a way to move through the chaos of now, the pain of now, the grief of now, the losses of now, and what I want to build next. And I actually have, you know, like a lot of really positive feelings about what can be, but I just think now it's going to be tough. And so, you know, one of my hopes is that, uh, that this will be valuable, uh, that people as they can uh, will be able to, uh, you know, support in small ways, big ways, whatever is available to you. I think it's hard because we don't know the future of the dollar, right? Do you just spend every penny that you have now or uh, do you hold on to it? I don't know. I, I went ahead and put all my money into the things I need to move forward into the future, but that, that did not include technology and my technology is all crapping out Uh, I don't have control over the internet that's all up for grabs Uh, and the other big one is gas and the only way I'll be able to do some of the interesting video stuff is I have if I have money to drive because it's so expensive because everything is so far away Uh, if the world stays sane enough so that we have some kind of gas supply and transportation is an option Uh, In my perfect world, I would love to get a vehicle with better gas mileage like I had before and be able to travel around a little bit more easily. But uh, I'm, you know, I'm going to wait and see what happens over the summer uh, because I've seen that the plans are to choke the gas supply this summer uh, and to shoot it up to between $10 and $15 a gallon and to cut off supplies. So Uh, But I have made that decision. I am shifting my focus and my energy into this idea that the old is gone and that it's how are we going to get through now and what kind of future do I want to build. And my work with you is not to be friends, is not to tell you everything's going to be okay, to not reassure you that Uh, evil people are doing all this and you are an innocent victim or that you can hide out Uh, the game is to be played and the way you play it is to become master of your own focus and energy and the way you do that because it's an evolving process you're never done it's an ever-evolving process but it's process and it's internal and we're going to do that by fleshing things out in this forum as audio. Uh, We're going to do that with me trying to be a little bit more provoking and provocative to get you to think about things. So I'm not necessarily going to tell you what I think and feel as much as I'm going to try to get you to really think and feel about things. And I want to hopefully get to a point where I'm giving you uh, PDF files to either print or at least download that will include information that is valuable. Some of it's just practical stuff because I don't think you can ever have, I don't know about you, but even though I've talked about, you know, that Dakin's formula, which is the uh, anti, uh, the to keep things clean, antibacterial, viral, you know, fungus, blah, blah, blah. It's only uh, water, baking soda, and Clorox, but the proportions I can't keep in my head. And so I always have to go back to that even though I've been looking at it for over 10 years. So if you're like me, you need constant reminders. 
I have these ideas all in my head. I have the information scattered around. I still haven't pulled it all together. So in my fantasy world someday, you know, that's my book of wisdom. So hopefully I will get some of these things written down. But for right now, my schedule is hopefully to uh, do one of these overviews at the beginning of the month. Uh, and that's what this month is really going to be about, is putting in systems and plans and ideas. Uh, you know, we're this is a planting month. This is a spring month. This is uh, We're at the point where what we invest in now, what seeds we plant now, what ideas we form now uh, will grow and then be harvested right and that is the that is the creative process that is focus and energy and so let's do seeds and plants within our mind within our heart and within our physical environment whatever they are because even if you're like me and you are not a farmer uh, ideas and emotions are the seeds we plant Uh, that is the power of our imagination we are only limited by our capacity to imagine and to believe that we have the energy to create. It doesn't mean we get everything we want. It means that we start to understand who we are as cause and what kind of effects come from the cause that we choose to be. And that is where I'm moving with you. I want to be cause to your growth to your evolving, to your surviving, to your processing. Uh, I cannot be cause to your denial, to your disassociating, to your destruction. I can only be cause to those of you who want to move towards the unwanted. That is where we are, whether we want to be or not. I've spent quite a bit of time talking about how much I don't want all of this, But I'm shifting focus into this is happening. Uh, I don't want to feel like this. I don't want to watch the dog decline. I don't want to decline. But this is happening. And now I want to marshal everything I have and everything I know to try to create the best life for us and help you have structures, forms, systems, and containers for your own life. And if that is something that you value, if that is something that people value, I'm going to trust in the universe to be provided for to do that. And if it's not valuable, then at least I tried. I'm like the dog people. I may not be able to do everything I want, but I am going to go down trying. (laughs) So uh, I hope you have a great week. Uh, We're a little bit windy, but we're having spectacular weather, you know, 70s during the day. Uh, The mornings, some of them are cool, but just not too bad. So uh, with that, my friends, I'm just going to say thank you. I am so appreciative that you're all here. I'm so grateful that these platforms still exist. And I am deeply, deeply, deeply uh, grateful for all of you who've supported me now and in the past and have gotten me this far. You have no idea how much I appreciate all that. So I just want to give something back that's valuable and that is not entertainment. So with that, one last deep breath 
and I, my friends, will see you next time.